0: When we offer prayers for vocations in Mass, the priesthood and the religious life are often mentioned, sometimes the diaconate and occasionally the married life, but we don't often hear about consecrated single life, specifically the life of a consecrated virgin living in the world a calling that seems to be increasing in popularity as of late, even in our local church. Joining us today to explain this unique vocation is the new Delegate for Consecrated Life for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, Nicole Bettini. Nicole is replacing Sister Carolyn Puccio, who recently stepped down after 10 years in that position. Nicole, welcome to Practicing Catholic. Great to be with you.
1: Thank you, Patrick. Great to be with you, too.
0: Well, I think we need a little bit of background on who you are, Nicole, because you live out this life of a consecrated virgin living in the world, right? So, tell us a little bit. What does that? What does that actually mean?
1: Yeah, you know, when I first, um, in my college years, the Lord was opening my heart to possibility to fully give myself to him and i didn't know what that would look like and like any vocation it's a journey and eventually um just with such clarity he gave me the invitation to be his bride as a consecrated virgin and um all vocations they're not just for the person but also the witness it is for the church so um consecrated virginity it's actually the most ancient form of consecrated life and well, many Catholics have maybe never heard of it, you've heard of other consecrated virgins like Agnes and Cecilia and, um, and St. Lucy. And so it's it's living as uh, the charism is the church's spouse. And so that Christ is, that witness that Christ is worth giving everything for, of living now what will be in heaven. And, um, and so I live it in a more unsuspecting way. And I see, the church and her wisdom of having that visible witness and then the unsuspecting where um, a variety of ways where people maybe have their guard up against God or hurt by the church or different things where um, I can weave my way into conversations where we also need that visible witness as priests or religious and habits can priests and the clerics and tell stories at airports or gas stations of people coming up to them or and um, so that way of living that witness of bringing Christ into the world and as his spouse.
0: Sounds intriguing, but you already got into some of my other questions just to since this is radio and people can't see you uh, right now. So there's not the consecrated virgins don't wear a habit. They're not known as sister. Um, They're yeah, they don't live in community necessarily, but they're um, they're living out their life. They're calling as a lay person, as as other like even married people may live out, except under this special consecration. Am I about right on that?
1: Um, kind of uh, actually important distinction is so consecrated virginity doesn't fall in the category of the church as laity so right. we have laity and dedicated single consecrated virginity falls in the category the broad category of consecrated life um as you as vita consecrata speaks of these seven different forms so like religious sisters or brothers um f- uh feel a particular way that the Lord invited me to follow our poor, chaste, obedient Lord, so correct there isn't any uh distinguished garb or title um i do do wear a ring um that i you re- receive at your consecration, that symbol of that espousal. Um, and there is encouragement. So just as you have the order of bishops, the order of priests, order of deacons, there's order of virgins. And so that ancient order, so there's not as a religious order that maybe we're familiar with, like say the Franciscans or the Dominicans, but there is, um, an encouragement to have an association of like there you're consecrated into this order of virgins. As I mentioned, St. Agnes and Lucy, like they're part of, if I can say it like my sisterhood kind of in the in the vocation
0: you can say that yeah absolutely and I and what a great sisterhood to have too <laughs> wonderful and when was your consecration Nicole
1: so I was consecrated on November 17th 2007 hmm. so I still feel like very much like a lung, a young bride um learning the ways of my beloved and one really interesting kind of um detail or uh what the Lord of the date of my consecration. So um, it, it was one of those where there wasn't a lot of conversation back and forth with the archdiocese. The, they just called me and said, have we given you the date yet? And I said, no. And it was a night before my consecration and I had this candlestick that my mom had engraved with my sacrament dates. And so um, she asked me if I wanted my consecration date engraved on it. And I said, I said, yeah, that'd be great. Because if you think about the gospel of the wise virgins with the lighted lamp, so that symbol of having oil in your lamp. And so during the rite of consecration, um, the consecrated virgin comes forward with a lighted lamp or candle. So I carried this and on it, um, it had, so my date of my consecration, 1117, 2007. And then it said confirmed 1117, 1991. And when I was in eighth grade, walking down the aisle to the altar at my church in Omaha, Nebraska, to be confirmed. If someone would have told me 16 years later, I would walk down the aisle wearing a wedding dress as Christ's bride, I would have thought you were crazy. And so it was just a really powerful way that night, um, where the Lord like reminded me that I have always known this date. And while, um, and that those gifts of the Holy Spirit are real, real in our lives. And through my my full time work in ministry, I've walked with a number of people, youth and adults in confirmation. And so it was just a really a profound moment of experiencing the Holy Spirit mm. with me in that journey all along. So what seemed like a random date was a really a beautiful date of November seventeenth.
0: That's beautiful. I can see how that might stand out to you as a wonderful date. And uh, yeah, well, happy anniversary a, a few months early here. But uh, that's please. excellent. Yeah, please do celebrate that. Well, we're speaking with Nicole Bettini as uh, we we're talking with her about the consecrated life, the consecrated life of a consecrated virgin living in a world in the world. And uh, we're also curious about your new role here in the archdiocese, Nicole, being the delegate for consecrated life. What's involved in that? We've we've spoken with Sister Carolyn before, but uh, yeah, what what's involved in the being the delegate for consecrated life for the archdiocese?
1: Uh, you know, first of all, I just want to say it's an appointment that I'm just very humbled and honored by, and excited to step into. So, um, as you. As we all may imagine, the role of an archbishop is quite vast as he cares for and been entrusted with all souls in our archdiocese, and included in that is the care for those in consecrated life and those vast forms, not only religious brothers and sisters, consecrated virgins, secular institutes, um, hermits, like that variety of form. And there's actually a letter for a document for bishops and like living out the role of a bishop. And there's a section in there about your care for consecrated. And so those that are already consecrated living the many, the variety of different expressions. And so it's, um, a support and a witness for, uh, or a support for him of in supporting the various ways of consecrated life. So there can be like just gatherings and that uniting with it. There's ways of representing him and however he, um, desires and would call upon me. So as I'm quite new in this position, some of how that will look, I certainly will learn as I continue to step into it. Um, and then the other part is, so the broadness of consecrated life and of supporting and like an ongoing um, kind of enrichment opportunities. Um, Cause there is a way that all consecrated really the gatherings. If you've never had opportunity to be at a gathering of, of, consecrated men and women in our church, whether it's like a Jubilarium celebration at the cathedral, such, encourage you to go. There's just a great joy when we all can get together. Um, but another aspect, because consecrated virginity is underneath the the, arch, the bishop in the local diocese, and there's also the formation and the care for consecrated virgins. So that's another aspect of the, of the role.
0: Wow. And in your coming up on, if my math is right, you're 16 years of consecrated life now, just about anyway. How do you see that, um, your experience there? I mean, how is that going to play into the way you live out this role?
1: You know, when I, um, first of all, what I first would start, when I was first discerning religious life if i can say it that way um like i never met a religious sister or anything like that growing up and so it was in my college years and i would meet these sisters and they were beautiful and everything about their way of life and and i just it wasn't it so i'd ask them like how do you know and they would just giggle and just say it's just it feeling and i in my lap in my face i would like giggle kind of smile back to them in my mind and am thinking y'all need to go to confession <laughs> um and so I would come to experience that joy, that what I would call the it feeling when the Lord so clearly invited me. But through that journey, I got to know a variety of religious communities. There was even a secular institute that's out of Omaha called the Apostolic Oblates that I um, spent time with and and so familiar with that expression. And then I think it was from 2005 to 2011 when Father Troy Prisabilla was a vocation director. He invited me to, um, as a liaison for women's discerners. And so as I walked with women, um, and I would tell them, I said, your vocation is a mystery you have to solve, but a plan God would reveal. And so in that role interacted with a number of religious communities in our diocese, um, and also when I was in that role, Father Priscilla would say, Nicole is great. She's discerned all of this. And I would tell him, I said, Father, you're the only one that could take a very confusing time in my life and make it sound so good. <laughs> so I think <laughs> through my own journey... Like, I have really come to experience the beauty of the variety of forms, the wisdom in the church and having it, how all forms, how all expressions. Like, we, we often like kind of group all religious sisters, like the religious sisters. Well, even amongst the religious sisters, there's a variety of way according to their constitutions and charisms. And... Um, Another aspect of consecrated virginity is it's a very, it's ecclesial. You're consecrated in the, like the person of the church. Um, and Cardinal George, God rest his soul, he used to say that people should be able to see in a consecrated virgin what they hope to see in the church. Um, now that's a really good examination of conscience for me of like, what did I'll people bet. see today? Your yeah. reaction to things. But but so it's a really uh, that ecclesial of heart that the Lord has given me of, of seeing and appreciating and knowing the importance for all expressions of it. So I think part of just some of my background, my interactions, all of that to bring into the, the role. And that was one of the things sister Carolyn, when she told me she was retiring and just said, you know, we really need someone with that broad that recognizes that broad, broad beauty of the various expressions of consecrated life. So humbled that uh, of her recommendation and the archbishop saw that in me.
0: Well, just in our last couple of minutes here, Nicole, I think uh, we would be remiss if we didn't ask the question or if I didn't ask the question. If there's a young woman listening or somebody who knows a young woman who might be might be thinking about this and might be feeling the nudge a little bit. What would you advise? I mean, what are the steps to take? How, you know, again, not a mystery to solve, but something that God a calling that God will reveal. I really appreciate that. But what would you advise to a young woman who may be maybe thinking about the consecrated life?
1: Yeah, you know, John Paul, too, he wrote a letter in one of his many remarks to young people. Um, Part of it, he said, he said, remember when you're thinking, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but when you're deciding your future, you're not just deciding it for yourself. And so instead of that question of like, what do I want to do? But Lord, what do you want me to do? And and with that, there can be a lot of... um, Uh, a lot of my own desires. I thought I would be married. I thought I want to have kids. I mean, all of that can come up and those are real. And so talk to the Lord, keep that in communication with him, but then talk to someone, whether it's your, your priest or reach out. Um, you can reach out to myself, the vocation office, somewhere to, um, help get you in the right contact in talking to somebody, and um, and, and discerning it. Uh, discernment. One of the things when I was in a liaison role with women discerners. Discernment isn't meant to be perpetual, and so to give that time of that clarity, and then it, it being able to walk forward. So pray, stay close to the church and the sacraments, and and talk to somebody that, um, and talk to somebody that actually can help you in the guidance. I will say when you step forward, say, you know I'm thinking about being a sister or some form of consecrated life, um, generally amongst Catholics and non-Catholics you get a lot of commentary you'd be great you're crazy Mm. and that's not necessarily very helpful so talk to somebody that can actually help walk with you Mm. um yeah in that and 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 again the Lord is the ultimate one that calls so really just let him discover it um he gave you your gifts your passion your desires so like to follow him one of the best advice um I was given when, after I graduated college and it wasn't religious life and I didn't know where the Lord was calling me, a priest said to me, he said, Nicole, go in the direction you love and maybe it's teaching and maybe you meet the Nashville Dominicans or maybe you go, oh, the gym teacher's kind of cute. And he said, if you're really seeking God's will and you start to go off path, he's going to bounce you back. And that was just so freeing of to truly seek the Lord's will. And sometimes he bounces you back kind of in harsh ways, but um, but he will d- do that. And so that, I guess that would be my, just a couple of my greatest encouragements.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, Nicole. Nicole Bettini, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and we're grateful for the ways that you serve the Lord in our local church here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis as the Delegate for Consecrated Life. Thank you so much for joining us on Practicing Catholic. God bless you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here with you.